A number of years ago, the year was uh, 2015. I've told this story, or at least part of this story, before, but a piece of it occurred to me as I was thinking about our passage this morning. Um, In 2015, Josh was in his second year of college. We got a call. He had been on his way home. This part is something I've repeated before. Uh, He had been on his way home. He was feeling cramping in his back and discomfort. And, you know, to make the long story short, he called his mom. Linda said, pull over to the side of the road. Call 911 right now. And uh, we found out he was taken Martha Jefferson Hospital in Charlottesville. And we got in the F-150 to drive to Charlottesville. Now, Hannah was in college uh, at, at Longwood University, same place that Josh was, which is in Farmville, Virginia. And, and she called a friend who was, lived in Charlottesville, uh, Nicole Fretrick. And Nicole came over to be with Josh while the rest of us were on our way. Um, Now, Linda and I arrived in Charlottesville uh, in one piece, uh, despite the speed of movement uh, that we might have accomplished going there. And there was our son in the ER and his breathing was labored, and it, I had never seen my son, who was a baseball player in great physical condition. I had never seen him look like that. And I, you know, I was standing there watching him and uh, in my own thoughts, and Linda was standing there watching him in her thoughts, and Nicole was there, and... Hannah and her friend Madeline arrived from Farmville. At least I believe it was Madeline. Uh, I see her face coming towards me. And in that moment, wordlessly, Madeline wrapped me up in a hug. I can still feel the power of that hug and the comfort in that moment that it brought me. because he was all uncertain. No, fast forward, it's 2020. Josh is back at home, he graduated from college, he's okay. Earlier this year, I performed Madeline's wedding to Davis. Uh, But without words, she offered me a bit of comfort. And I still remember that. In fact, it, 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 it even chokes me up a bit as I think about it right now. These words came to the people, I'm about to read you from Isaiah chapter 40. These words came to the people. Um, th- this, is, uh, this piece of Isaiah is called Second Isaiah. Uh, it's probably written uh, down towards the end of uh, the people being taken into exile in Babylon. And Babylon has now lost a war 
to the Persian king Cyrus. And Cyrus has a whole different plan for people. He's resettling people where the Babylonians took all of the key leaders to a whole other place, offered them a new life, but took them away from their roots and stopped them from worshiping their own gods. Um, now they're going to get to go back because King Cyrus believes that subjects are much happier if you let them go back to where they belong and be who they are. And so the prophet is speaking these words in 2 Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, O comfort my people. Now this is God's word to the prophet. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway of our God. Every valley shall be lifted up and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the field fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength. O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. This is a word from the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want you to think with me for a moment. You can close your eyes if you wish. You can keep your eyes open if you want. It doesn't matter. Think of the feeling within yourself of comfort. Where do you feel comfort when you, when you feel out of control, when you feel chaotic, when you feel everything? Where is it that you feel comfort? Is it in your gut? Is it in your lungs as you breathe in and out? And as your heart begins to slow down, as you pay attention to your breathing? Is it, you know, is it somewhere else in your body? Is it in your mind when all of the thoughts dissipate in the quiet? I want you to seek within yourself that place of comfort. Now think of the word comfort. Uh, 
how many places in our world offer and, and indicate how many restaurants offer comfort food. Food that is designed, and comfort food is often the food, it's designed to be the kind of food you grew up eating. You know, meatloaf or some kind of food that's gonna sit heavy in your stomach and remind you of home. Biscuits and gravy or, or fresh dinner rolls or um, whatever it may be that comforts you. That's what's offered in a comfort food restaurant because those kinds of things sit in your gut, in your stomach, and they remind you of a time when things were different, when you felt perhaps safe in a way you don't feel right now, when you felt uh, at ease. Uh, comfort food restaurants are often somewhere near the highway because people who are on long drives stop off for comfort food to remind them that the world is not all highway from one place to another. It's not only destinations, it stops along the way. And so after, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years in exile in Babylon, there is a promise to the people of Israel. And that promise comes to the prophet from God. I, and God tells the prophet what's most important. Listen. Comfort, oh comfort my people. I need you to give them a sense of comfort that can rest with them. Yes, they've been in a foreign land. Yes, they're in a strange place. Yes, they're trying to find peace in all the wrong places. But I'm, I want you to tell them there is a place, there is a promise, the promised land, and I'm going to get them back there. We are going to flatten away in the midst of impossible terrain. Where there's a valley, we're filling it in. Where there's a mountain in the way, we're, we're leveling it. We are making a highway for the Lord's people and the Lord to get back to where they belong, to the place, to the destination, to the hope. And I will be their God. And they will be my people. I will be with them. That's how they'll get back there. They've served their time. This punishment is over. This brokenness can end. Now, let's just be honest with each other. We're in the midst of one of those times where we're waiting for the brokenness to end. We're waiting for businesses to open back up so we can go and spend our money the way we want to, when we want to, with whom we want to, where we don't have to wear masks anymore. Will there ever be a time like that? Uh, where you can sit in a restaurant and not be concerned that you're, you know, spreading. Now, you know, of course, you were always spreading germs, but uh, it wasn't a deadly virus that, you know, killed almost 300,000 Americans and countless others around the world. It's that dangerous, and it feels that dangerous. So much so, many of us are living in isolation. Uh, the wonderful, intriguing uh, words that have come. This morning was one of the mornings where, it's the last morning, of course, to drop off the presents for our angel tree children. And person after person who came to the door, well-masked and protected, to drop off their gift, said, you don't know how good it is to see you in person. 
we miss you. We miss you. And they're not talking about you, singular James. They're talking about our community. We miss the comfort of sitting among people and talking about the things we're struggling with. How many conversations have I heard struck up in this room after a worship service, during a worship service, when I'm trying to preach, uh, before a worship service, as people share the things they're struggling with? Because this is a place where you find comfort. But what if comfort comes from more than a place? What if comfort can come from within? What are the things that you attach comfort to? I talked to you. Oh, yeah. This is what I shouldn't have done. I'm really sorry. I was a little chilly on the floor, so I zipped up my fleece, which, of course, made for the delightful noise. And now I've discovered that my fleece is attached to my microphone. Don't worry. There's my chair. I don't need it anymore. How many times have we sought comfort outside of ourselves in places, you know, we might not find it? If you think that your comfort is going to come back to you because you can go to your favorite restaurant, you might not find that it's what you thought it would be. Your, your favorite brewery, your favorite winery, your favorite destination trip. Maybe you're kind of a Disney file and you love to go to Disney World and you haven't been able to go and why do you want to go anyway? Because you have to keep a distance and wear masks and uh, Donald's wearing a mask, can't even recognize him, you know, uh, because, you know, it's the whole thing. You know, and you think if you go back there, you're going to find comfort. And as long as we look for comfort over there somewhere, chances are pretty good you're just not going to find it. Because it's not over there. It's not even in this room. Comfort is the Christ who is born in you every day, if you make room. Comfort is, now, now someplace you may find comfort that I alluded to in my story at the beginning. For those of you who are, for one reason or another, alone during this time, you don't see human beings. At least when I need comfort, Linda can reach across and put her hand on my arm. And she doesn't even know how powerful it is when she reaches over and puts her hand on my arm when she can tell I need some kind of comfort. Or maybe she just wants to touch me. And what a difference that makes. We miss touch. For whatever reason, human beings are wired to at least occasionally touch each other, appropriately. Sometimes my son will come home from a day at work, and after he's gone in the bathroom, washed his hands, he will wrap me in a bear hug. And periodically, to prove just how strong he is, he picks me up off the ground. It's very embarrassing. It's very embarrassing to, uh, but it's only him and me in the, in the house. So I, I'm not embarrassed, I guess. But periodically, he likes to show how strong he is and how apparently 
old and brittle and tiny I am because he can just pick me up. But that bear hug reminds me and comforts me in ways that are beyond words. And see, that's the challenge of finding comfort. Oftentimes our word are empty. They feel empty. If I say to you right now, it'll be okay. Do you feel any better? I mean, really, it'll be okay. Because right now it doesn't feel okay. Right now you don't feel the comfort that you want to feel. You don't get to hug whoever it is you want to hug because you're isolated from them. We just discovered, my brother-in-law just discovered, that he was exposed at his office of 13 people to COVID-19. And so he moved out into the camper in, in, my, sister's, in my sister and brother-in-law's front yard. So she and the boys are inside the house. He's outside in the camper by himself, isolating. In this season, while we're waiting for more tests. It's hard to find comfort when you're all alone, when you feel isolated and alienated. And that's how the people of Israel felt in, in, in exile. In some ways, the way you feel right now, alone in your house, alone in your space, is an experience of what exile feels like. You don't get to do what you want to do, where you want to do it, worship the way you want to worship. It's going to be a while before we see a great big uh, pile of people in this space again who sit immediately adjacent to each other. Because until it's safe, that's not happening. And so that sense of exile and separation plays out not only on our, on our physical well-being, but it begins to make us question, is God even with me here at the house by myself? Or am I alone? Now, we can sing, and we do sing beautiful worship songs that are meant to encourage you and help you remember God is with you all the time. We sang, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It's the song of expectation. It's not, you already came, it's, we need you to come again. We need you to come now. We need to experience this. We're anticipating, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom us from this exile we're living in, in the midst of our own lives. All the things that we thought mattered to us are no longer accessible to us. And maybe if you're like me, you're discovering some of the things that you were sure were your comfort weren't all that important to you. They're gone, and it's like, was it really that important that I do that thing all the time? Apparently not, because I'm still fine and I, I'm not doing it anymore. That place is closed. In this time, I want to invite you to recognize that you need comfort. That where you are right now may not be comfortable. And I refuse to be the priests in the prophet Jeremiah who said, peace, peace, when there wasn't any. 
Our nation is divided, people are divided, our, our, our country doesn't see things eye to eye. Some people believe there's a pandemic, some people believe it's all a hoax. And in the midst of all of that, wherever you are on that range, wherever you are on that range, you don't know who your friends are and who, where they stand. And you feel isolated and comfort sounds cheap. The words sound empty. It might have sounded empty initially to those Israelites before they got to actually leave and see this highway that led them back to the promise. If you're feeling right on the edge of anticipation, expectation, hope, peace, please, I need it from somewhere, join the club. There are moments when you cannot feel the peace, you cannot feel the comfort now because your mind is racing ahead. You're thinking of all the things you don't have. You're, you're wishing for the way things were. God wants to offer you comfort where you are right now, even when you can't see it. I want to offer you words of comfort the words that I say every Sunday morning and that I say every time that I do a little thing on Facebook Live on Tuesdays, you are infinitely precious to God. It's hard to feel that when you're isolated and when you don't know when this is going to end, when you'll actually be available, you know, the vaccine will be available for you. You've heard how everyone else is ranked. Where do you fit in? It's hard for you to feel that comfort that peace now in the midst of that but you are infinitely precious to God and you are unconditionally loved right where you are even when it feels crazy even when it's hard to anticipate Christmas because what you thought Christmas was a tree people gathered uh, gifts underneath it may not be happening for you this year so so what is Christmas? What are you waiting for? Christ being born in you today. Now. This moment. Drop back inside for just a moment. In this moment. Do you have enough air to breathe right now? Is your heart beating? Can you feel it beat? Are your lungs feeling, filling? Have you had enough breakfast so far today? Is your stomach full enough? Is there enough right now? Is there enough right now? Not what Christmas is going to look like in three weeks. Right now. Is your body there? Are you there? Do you have enough now? And can you trust that if God has given you enough now, that this new now will have enough? 
And this new now will have enough. Because God is enough. Now that's the promise of Christmas. It's the expectation of Advent. It's the waiting and the longing for that feeling of what will come. But sometimes we forget that right now we have resources available to us. A deep breath to remind me of God's presence. Words. Call somebody on the phone. Somebody, anybody. Somebody you trust. Somebody you know who might need to hear from you as much as you need to hear from them. And maybe just take a moment to breathe and pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding to reside in your heart, at least for this moment. Get me through this moment, one moment at a time. I can trust you one moment at a time. Now this moment because I'm not enough for this, but you are, you are God. So unconditionally loved people, beloved ones of God, never forget. You may think or have thought that comfort was out there somewhere waiting for you to find it, in some store somewhere, on some shelf at the Apple store or magical place at whatever place that you like to shop. But comfort, Comfort comes from God, and it's deeper right now, right now.